Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of the Beauty IQ Uncensored podcast. My name is Amy Clark and once again, Joanna and Hannah have very kindly handed over the microphone to me and I am so excited because today's chat is probably a career highlight for me. If you have been watching, you know, beauty YouTubers, if you're just a beauty lover in general, this person will need no introduction, but I'm going to give her one anyway. Her name is Lauren Curtis. Now, Lauren Curtis started on YouTube back in 2011. And when she started, really, she was pretty much the first person, I guess, in Australia, at least, to be doing beauty videos on YouTube. And I remember, you know, basically, uh, you know, as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, I learned how to curl my hair from Lauren. I learned how to tan from Lauren. I also loved watching her videos of her getting ready with her friends. I spent a lot of time watching her YouTube channel, but I'm so excited for you to hear this interview that I did with her a few days ago. I asked her some very important questions, including how she has become, essentially she's become a manicurist in lockdown. I don't know if anyone follows Lauren on Instagram, but you'll see she's kind of the queen of nails now. So I asked her for her best at-home nail tips, but I also wanted to speak to her a bit more about her identity and how, you know, her relationship with beauty and makeup has changed over the years because for those who don't know, Lauren did take a break from YouTube and social media and all of that for a, for a decent amount of time because she needed to look after her mental health. And it's something that we see quite often in the beauty you know, content creator space. So there's a bit of light, a bit of you know, deep chat, and I really hope you enjoy. Lauren, welcome to Beauty IQ Uncensored. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you here. This is kind of a career. This might be a career highlight for me. I I'm a bit of a fangirl. I'm sure you get that all the time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to start by just asking, how are you? Because, you know, the world is a completely different place. So, you know, how have you been going? It is. I mean, I've been going through a lot of changes myself. Just my partner and I just moved. So we're quite far away from Perth now and living a bit more of a, like a country life, which has been amazing, especially, you know, during times like these. So Life's actually really good. I mean, in WA, we're kind of, we've like shut ourselves off from the rest of the world anyway. Yes. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that you're going well. But first of all, I've got a bit of an ISO related question for you. So for anyone who follows you on Instagram, they will know this, but basically, oh, it was probably, you know, start of lockdown, maybe in, in March, you just decided to learn how to do your own nails and become a manicurist, which is pretty cool. Oh, gosh. I don't even know because I actually never really got my nails done beforehand. I don't really like venturing out of my little private personal bubble. So I just, I don't, and I think because I was so used to struggling with normal nail polish that I just wrote the whole thing off entirely. But I thought, you know what, I've got all this free time. I may as well, you know, try out some new products and just bought some gel nail polishes. And it just, woof, the ball really started rolling on from there. <laughs> I had like every oh. single possible nail kit for like poly gel, dip powder, gel, everything. Yeah, it's been a wild ride, but something I'm really glad that I started playing around with because it's just, it's just also like fun to learn a new hobby. I feel like I hadn't done that for so long. So, Yes, my nails are a bit depressing at the moment. 
Um, I'm trying to give them a break, but I'm so impatient. They take so long to grow, but I'm trying to do the right thing and let the damage grow out a bit. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I am so impressed with this skill set that you've been able to come up with. I mean, you're basically a manicurist now. Oh, you're thanks. a professional <laughs> nail tech. Um, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> no. I mean, I've always wondered, I mean, how anyone paints their opposite hand when doing nail polish, I have no idea. I mean, mine always end up with some kind of thumbprint or fingerprint smudge on them. But I would love to know what are the best at-home nail tips that you have picked up because, and I mean, I've seen you on Instagram asking your followers too. You're like, hey, what's the best gel brand? Or like, oh, should I do this? How should I do this? Absolutely. I don't know if it's a tip per se, but just like patience. Yeah. Been there. It really makes such a difference, not only with the preparation. Like I've rushed through filing my nails down a little bit to make them more gritty so that, you know, the polish will adhere to them. And then you file too far down, then it hurts when you like touch your nail bed. Or removing it if you're impatient like I am and you grab like a fingernail and try to like peel off the nail and then it gets it off quickly, but you've just peeled off like the top layer of your nail. All these little things, all these shortcuts, they do compound and eventually you will pay for it, whether it be like just thin, brittle nails or it's painful to touch them or even like hot water on them hurts. Oh, <laughs> um, ouch. Yeah. And if you are a beginner, I think the number one thing I'd say is just start with gel. It is so easy to apply because it's thick and it doesn't go streaky like normal nail polish does. You can work with it. It doesn't set until you've exposed it to UV light. So if you've done a bad job and you know it's messy, you can clean it up with like a cotton bud or something. It just, it's kind of like foolproof, I found. Whereas normal nail polish, as you said, painting in the other hand, as if, like that's not going <laughs> to happen. Oh my goodness. I always end up with fingerprints. Yes. It's terrible. Like, is it dry? Is it dry? But yeah, it never is. No, obviously you, you have to you have to buy the the, the lamp. But mine was like thirty dollars. You can use it forever and use like all different products with it, and it sets in like a minute. And then it's rock hard and it's glossy. It's just oh, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> actually, during lockdown, those at home gel mani kits with the little LED light they have been probably they have like sold out and I think it's so for any Victorians out there who aren't able to get their nails done yet just jump on Lauren's Instagram yeah. <laughs> and you will be able to learn how to also become a manager. You can actually like if, if you watch the old videos to the recent videos you can see because I've been le learning as I go like that's how I started my channel I just I started experimenting and then I was documenting and that's kind of what I'm doing with the nail stuff much to many nail techs. <laughs> Um, oh, God, that's oh, a whole other story. Look, everyone's got to start somewhere, <laughs> you right? You do, you do. And I guess that's a nice segue, speaking of starting from the bottom. It's been 10 years since you started on YouTube, which just completely blows my mind. I mean, really, you were one of the first people on YouTube doing beauty, at least in Australia, and to make money off of YouTube. Did you ever think back when you started that, okay, this is going to be my job and this is how I'm going to make my money and this is going to be my career? Oh, absolutely not. I've been one of those people. I've, I've always been this way. I just take, take life as it comes. As cliche as that sounds, I... I mean, when I started, no one in Australia... I think there was one girl who had 50,000 subscribers... And I remember thinking, holy crap, that's so many people. Like, that's incredible. And 
it just yeah, it just wasn't a thing. So I went into it with no expectations, which is always the best way to go into anything. Just if you don't expect anything, then you can't be disappointed, and it can only be fun. You're only doing it because you enjoy it. And so starting off that way was amazing. But I only came out of high school studying photography. I knew I didn't want to go to university. I just followed my heart. And then this happened. And I think because I also just stuck to it. I think I, I, I was working for Bobby Brown as a makeup artist, beauty consultant thing in David Jones. And it was just one of those things where I got to a point where I was earning the same amount of money from YouTube just through like AdSense that I was earning through my job and I had to either stay in that job and really commit to that job or, you know, jump jump over to YouTube and take a bit of a leap of faith and I just obviously chose that route. So it's a combination of also like timing it was such a good time to start and yeah, so basically to answer your question, no, not in a thousand <laughs> jillion years, absolutely not. <laughs> nope. And as you say, like really when you started, I mean, it was a great time to start because no one was doing it yet. And, you know, obviously hard work and work ethic and talent and all of that plays into this. But I, I know that for you, there was a lot of grinding and bashing out content. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, anyone who watches Emily in Paris and sees that she gets 10,000 followers just from one selfie with a baguette is just not how it happens. I think that's what we expect yeah. these days. And so it's, it is quite hard these days. Definitely. I think the number one thing, obviously, I'm not going to discredit myself and what I've, you know, I guess people follow me as a person for a reason, but the timing was amazing. If I had done exactly what I did a couple of years ago, followed my exact same path, I think there's like a tiny chance it would have turned into what it did now. So timing, yeah, is amazing. And I'm forever grateful to doing it early. (laughs) I guess my next question is, you know, because you've been doing this for so long, for a decade, you would have seen all the iterations of how, you know, technology and social media has changed in this time. I mean, now we've got reels, we've got bloody TikTok. (laughs) I mean, God, I feel like a thousand years old. (laughs) I don't know how to do any of this stuff. But I mean, how, how has it been to see kind of the beauty content creator space change and then all so I guess feeling the pressure of like, oh, now I've got another platform. I need to make these reels. Yeah, gosh. It's such a strange thing because you're like, all right, so I'm, I've got to do YouTube videos. I've got to do Instagram posts, Instagram stories, Instagram TVs. I've got to do podcasts. I've got to do this, this, and this. Oh, cool. Now there's reels. Got to do that as well. Oh, there's TikTok. Okay, I've got to do that as well. And at first glance, I'm like, it's just, it's overwhelming. And it's like, it's even different because each platform has a different like demographic. So obviously TikTok is a whole new bun. It's like little youngins, I say as a 27 year old, <laughs> but yeah, you know, Gen Z or whatever. So the young ones. you want to be in front of as many people as, as possible. But I found with TikTok, I started watching them myself just as a viewer because it's, you know, so entertaining. And then I tried to do a few little videos and I just found it fun. And I feel like TikTok's actually a good platform because perhaps it's what Instagram was back when it started when people cared less. And I feel like perhaps it's a Gen Z thing where they don't all have full makeup and full glam and professional photo shoots. It's all just really like makeshift. And I love that kind of energy. I feel like it's really welcoming almost. So I started doing little TikToks just for the hell of it. And that started to eventually pick up and that was really exciting. And then but I don't overwork it. Like there's always one platform that I'm neglecting and it's just 
eh, it is what it is. Look, you can't do it all, can you? No. <laughs> but, you know, aside from how technology has changed, I'd love to know a bit more about how your relationship with beauty and makeup has changed. I mean, back in Feb, you wrote about on Instagram about how it took you about 10 years to realise that Lauren without makeup is just as worthy as Lauren with makeup, you know, about your self-perception and your mental health. So I'd love to know how that relationship has evolved. Yeah, it's a good question. I think a lot of it actually comes down to age. And I know I'm people are going to be like, oh, you're so young. I know I'm still young, but I definitely there is a, re- a big shift going from your late teens. I think I was actually thinking about this today. I think because I came from an all-girls school where I was super insecure. It's I was in like the little popular group. I shouldn't have been in that group. I did not... I was so shy, timid, scared of everyone. And so that kind of space just breeds like the need for acceptance. I needed validation. I needed people to like me. And then so you leave that toxic environment and then you go into a different kind of environment. It wasn't toxic. When I started, it was a small community on on YouTube and it was amazing. But obviously when, when things start growing, then you have all these people. And at the peak of it, it was like millions of people that are coming on there and saying, oh, you like just critiquing your appearance, the way you speak, the way you talk, every single little thing about you, which is such like that would never happen in the real world. It's such a weird, unnatural thing. And so it kind of, I guess, really accelerates that need for acceptance. So I spent so many years, especially in my late teens, like, I don't know, or even early twenties trying to please everyone. Okay. So most people will complain when I do this or people like when I do this or I should change this because this person said so. And then it's just so exhausting that you're like, this isn't sustainable. But I guess as you creep older and older, you lose those people around you that aren't good for you. You develop strong relationships with other people that are, you know, you might meet a really nice, a really great partner who it's just always little small things fall into place. And then you become you have to spend less time making sure that you like, you know, you're pleasing everyone else and more time just, who am I? Am I proud of that person? Do I like their values? Are they good to the people around them? I think once you have that foundation, you realize my looks are, you know, a part of me, but who I am inside and my personality is what actually matters. And that's why there are people around me that love me because of that person, not because of how she looks. So I guess as I've gotten older, I've just made those connections. Like, yeah, it's it's fun to wear makeup. I love it. I'll always love the way, you know, doing a full face of makeup makes me feel and all that kind of stuff and the, the creativity that comes with it. But I, I don't need to wear it in order to feel pretty and then to be accepted and validated by other people. Like it comes from within now, <laughs> finally. I mean, I think what you've just said is so relatable, even for people that aren't in the beauty industry and people that aren't in front of a mirror all day doing makeup and showing that to millions of people, but just the everyday person who looks in the mirror and instead of, I guess, the comments that you might have got on social media, it's the nasty things that we say to ourselves in our head and that negative self-talk, you know, things like, I'm too pale or my skin isn't glowy or smooth enough. Absolutely. So it's definitely not, I think we've all got our own battles with our, you know, self-perception and stuff like that. But 
I guess this leads to me to my next question, which was around how you ended up taking a break from content creating and ended up taking a break from YouTube and Instagram. And I do feel like this is something that is common in the beauty, you know, content creator space. I mean, probably most notably was Michelle Fan, who was probably the first ever beauty YouTuber, and she just completely disappeared off the internet. And everyone, you know, wondered what happened to her. And she ended up coming out and saying, I actually, the bigger I got and the more money I made, the worse my mental health got. And I ended up in a really dark place. So was that kind of how it happened for you in terms of that you needed a break to reevaluate and look after your mental health? Yeah, entirely. I think combine everything about, you know, what I just said about needing validation and acceptance from other people and always trying to please everyone, which you can never do that eventually builds up to a place where you're like, okay, I'm focusing all my attention on what everybody else wants, whereas when I actually look at how I feel about myself and what I want, I've paid no attention to that and it's caught up to me. Couple all of that with then having this pressure to constantly upload. On social media, it's like if you're away for more than a month, people forget about you. There's always new people coming in and that also adds a different kind of pressure. So... I was weighing up my own like mental health. I'm not happy. I'm stressed. I have no motivation. I have no inspiration to do any of this anymore. Like I want to get off YouTube and just start a new life elsewhere. So dramatic. I'm kidding. But and then also, if I do take a break, then people are going to forget about me. And you know, it's just I'm going to become irrelevant, which is the scariest word in the social media land. And I think it probably did delay me taking time off for a little while. But eventually, it just got to a point where like. My happiness, if, if all of this falls away, if I have nothing, nothing, all of my followers leave and the whole social media world collapses, like what do I actually have left in the real world? And I was neglecting like my actual real, real life. So I just took the break. People, of course, dropped off, but then new people came in. And it's just, you can only ignore the need for self-love and TLC and time for so long until it gets to a point for me where I just, yeah, best thing I probably ever did. (laughs) Okay, now I want to talk about your skin because probably a shift that I noticed and other, you know, the followers that had been with you before your break probably would have noticed when you came back was the shift in that you are now way more comfortable to show your skin on Instagram and YouTube, you know, your what your skin actually looks like without makeup and you no longer you know, devalue yourself without makeup. And so I want to know about your skincare journey. You know, what kind of treatments do you like? What kind of ingredients do you like using? And are you really into skincare or are you just not fussed? I was on the pill for many, many, many years. And that thing, oh, it really does do wonders for your skin. It was like, yeah, I didn't get a Oh, gosh, I'm just thinking back <laughs> to those days. Great, great times. Um, and then I went off it just because, I don't know, everyone was saying, oh, the pill is so bad. So I was like, okay, I'll give myself a break. And oh, the whole skin rebalancing and hormones sorting themselves out and stuff. And so for the past probably almost two years now, this is where I guess my skincare has, and my whole skin journey has been very up and down. So when I was living in Perth, I would go to the Skin Fairy probably every month and get treatments. They use DMK there. So I was using DMK products and getting enzyme treatments and needling and IPL sometimes. And that was awesome. And then, so now I live like three hours away from Perth. So I still use some like DMK products. They are sent by the Skin Fairy. But at the moment for me, it's just been a matter of 
getting my head around the fact that pimples are normal. Like I'm going to get pimples. I can't expect my skin to be as beautifully clear as it was when I was on the pill because that was obviously chemically changing my, my body or whatever, <laughs> whatever it does. I think that's been a hard thing for me to come to terms with. Like now I'm not wearing any makeup. As you can see, my skin's a bit like red, but I don't mind because my appearance is only a little part of, of who I am. So it, it's a case of me now just putting a bit of concealer on those spots that might be a little bit more obvious and then just going about my day and I listen to the people around me like I don't know about like retinols or anything I don't know what any of that stuff means <laughs> you know what that's okay though because <laughs> you know I just love what you said about that you know we all need to retrain our brains mm. to understand you know after decades of airbrushing yes. and you know no pause and all that bullshit we need to retrain our brains to comprehend that pimples that texture all of these things are normal. And then I guess as you're saying, you know, that's what makeup's for is that we can use it. It's a tool for us. We can use it to our advantage and use a bit of concealer to hide spots and then use other th other products that we love to accentuate the best parts of us. Yeah, exactly. And I've along the way, I've uh, found products like those hydrocolloid pimple patches that I keep talking oh, about everywhere. Yes. Those have been awesome. Like I, I use them all the time. Not only does it stop me from touching the pimple and trying to like squeeze it and stuff, it just stops, it takes care of it. It absorbs all the yucky stuff and whatever. And then there's those zit sticker patches. I actually used one last night after I, uh, I went after the same pimple three times and I learned nothing oh, each no. time. But anyway, I use, <laughs> I don't, I know. <laughs> no judgment from me whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, true. I use one of those zit sticker little patches that are super expensive, but damn, they work. And that got rid of it overnight. Like it's just, it's, it's just fun, I guess, now kind of like working out a whole new routine. I actually bought a moisturizer, the Bro2 one for my boyfriend, Reese because he's a boy who doesn't know. <laughs> uh, moisturize your face, oh, boy. Anyway, and they have the best skin. It's, it's so rude. It's so rude. <laughs> Anyway, I started using his moisturizer because mine, my DMK one ran out and I was like, wow, this is really nice. So I was using his and I just bought my own. So it's just, I don't know, I guess I've just got back to my roots, just trying a few different products, but then still using, you know, proper prescription stuff as well to get a little bit further in there. and To get yeah. the gunk out. Yes, yes. <laughs> my final question for you, and I wish I could talk to you forever, but alas, I would love to know, do you have a beauty rule to live by? And I guess this doesn't have to be, I mean, it could be a rule about how to blend your foundation or how to do your brows, but it could also be just a way of looking at beauty. Do you, What's kind of your number one thing? I think I've learned this the hard way. It's There are no rules when it comes to makeup, which again, so cliche, but I've spent all these years being told by people online, oh, you can't do that. Like you can't wear red lipstick with black smoky eyes. Oh no. Or you can't have this like glitter and this finish and this, and you, and you can't have this color go with that color. And oh, your eyebrows look bad. Or oh, your hair looks bad. Or oh, your lipstick looks like all these people putting in their two cents and telling me how I should be doing things. I got to a point where I was like, why are you all so obsessed with the way I do my makeup? <laughs> Obviously. Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> oh. oh my God, so good. I was thinking to myself, like, do these people think that I look in the mirror and like don't see the way I look? Them telling me that, oh, you need to change this part of your makeup routine is going to miraculously like 
it just enlightened me and opened my eyes. Like, oh, I, I, I so know what you mean. I've had exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think anyone that is, you know, has a public profile, anyone that's puts himself out there on social media, um, gets these really fun, enlightening comments just to let us know things about ourselves that, you know, there's no way I could possibly know what the size on the tag of my pants is. <laughs> I, I've got no idea, but thank you so much for telling me. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. And then you get to a point where you're just like, stuff it. I don't care the way I should do it, the way other people think I should do it. I just want to do it the way that I want to do it because that's what makes me feel confident. And it's so hard to feel confident these days because everyone's telling you society, people, media are saying, oh, you know, buy this and it'll make you look like this and you'll be able to fix this and mask that. And it's like, oh, when it just comes down to it, if I want to do this and do that, if I want to wear black smoky eyes and bright red lipstick, then damn it, I'm going to do it. And I don't care what the rules say or what it's like, it's makeup. It washes off. It's clothing. You can take it off. It's not that deep. It's not that serious. Do whatever makes you feel confident own it, run with it, and care less what other people think. It takes time. We're always going to care what other people think. It's a natural like human need to be you know, somewhat accepted by other people. But for the most part, there are no rules. Do what makes you feel good about yourself and stuff the rest. Yeah, well, on that note, I feel like that was the perfect way to end the interview because you just did a bit of a mic drop there. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming oh, on. You. It has been an absolute pleasure and I cannot wait to see what you do next. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so fun. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be so appreciative if you could jump into your app wherever you get your pods, chuck us for a five-star review, say some nice things, please subscribe, tell your friends. Other than that, have a wonderful day and the girls will see you back next week.